What if the Metachlorians? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coruscant Radio Underground. I'm Daniel Peoples, and I'm here tonight with Marisha Gore, Hello. Andrew Gore, and David Peoples. Hello. Hey, everybody. All right. Well, How's welcome to doing? a. I'm doing great. Uh, ready to record a little bit and uh, jump on in here. What's been going on with everybody this week? College is hard. College is hard. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of my whole life. That's all I can say. <laughs> Whenever someone says "What's up?", it's like, "Oh, college. College sucks." Wow. Yeah, I heard somebody talking about asking a question about uh, Game of Thrones a moment ago before they were cut off. David was asking about that. Yeah, well, I wanted to know if, if I know that me, I was weird to call him Dad slash Daniel, um, <laughs> are huge fans, read the books and the show. And uh, we were talking about maybe doing a uh, more generalized podcast. I was just, and, and Game of Thrones is... Um, hopefully coming up. I don't think they've even renounced the release date for that yet uh, when the new season starts, but um, hopefully early 2019. So I was just wondering if you guys had, had seen it. I'm one of those terrible people who got the HBO subscription on Amazon just long enough to watch Game of Thrones and then canceled it. I think that's what we did too, right? <laughs> because we don't have cable oh, I at kept all. it because I fell in love with Westworld too. So oh, I kept okay. It. Alas. Westworld's fantastic. Yeah, it's one that I, I really, like, I'd like to watch it. And uh, I didn't know that Marisha had gotten the subscription and was watching through it until just before she finished up. So I didn't watch it then. I was reading the books. I read the first book. And I got to the second book, and a weird thing kept happening to that second book. On What's two that? different occasions, I, I took it to a deer stand with me. And getting out of the deer stand twice with the same book, Dropped it in a huge water hole. <laughs> and I never bought it. And I never bought it the third time. So it was a really, really sparse week in news. It so I'm gonna do dry news week. I'm gonna do the Star Wars news for the week real quick. Okay. Okay. A beloved Star Wars character has been stricken down in his prime. It has been learned this week that Boba Fett was killed at the hands of none other than Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Didn't we talk about this before? We did not. Kathleen Con Kennedy did confirm this week that the Boba Fett movie has been put on indefinite hold. Uh-oh. Yeah, I did read that. And they confirmed that it was what we thought, what a lot of people thought it might be, and it was going to be a film set during or around the time of Empire Strikes Back featuring Boba Fett and the other bounty hunters that were gathered mm -hmm. by Darth Vader to hunt Han Solo. Now, well, I've got some theories about that, and they're kind of tied to our main topic for tonight, which we're just going to talk a little bit about The Mandalorian. Yay. Okay. Yay. So, David, yeah, like, we've all, <laughs> we've all talked like... Mandalorian, but uh, David, like, what are your thoughts just in general on the show? Oh. We... Uh, we hadn't gotten to hear your opinions on that yet. I just did a like a yay, and then I realized like, wait a minute, yay! yay I'm actually am excited about this. <laughs> uh, I, I listened to the show, and the entire time that y'all were talking, I clenching my jaw because of all the things that I wanted to say, jump out and be like, why aren't you talking about 
Oh, okay. Well, okay. now where, do I, where do I begin? Why do well, I begin? Here, where do you're I begin? Here. So that's why you're here. So you can say all of those things that you've been bottling yeah. in. Okay. Oh, where do I begin? Okay. So John Favreau, gosh, I love that man. And when I heard that Disney was letting him work on pretty much anything he wanted. Because why wouldn't you? Why Exactly. Why wouldn't Very you? I was, I was more uh, than ecstatic. And then when I heard that it was going to be about a Mandalorian, obviously even more excited. And then I saw the picture and that picture, and y'all said it last week, it's a armor we've seen a million times before, but something about it just really, really gets me jittery and excited to see this show. Jon Favreau uh, is my, probably my favorite director right now on my chef, on my chef, huh? On my shelf, I'm looking at my DVD copy of Chef. Chef is on Netflix, but I bought a DVD copy of that movie because I love it so much. I love Jon Favreau. I love Iron Man, uh, everything that he's ever done. And I think that he's obviously a huge Star Wars fan. Like, this is something that he is very passionate about. And I have a feeling that he asked to make this show, that he wasn't given, like, you're going to make a show about a Mandalorian. What I believe happened here is is they said, John, we want you to make a show. And he said, okay, Mandalorian, eight episodes. Here's the story. Here's what I'm going to do. And um, Disney gave him the green light. And I cannot wait for this show i think it's sort of going to be akin to uh disney bought marvel right and they make these marvel movies and yay they're i love these marvel movies but then they made this show called daredevil which is awesome which is my favorite thing marvel has ever done and i think that the mandalorian has the potential to be my favorite star wars thing that disney has ever done i think that that it's going to be like that um i think this has everything behind it to be one of the best star wars projects that on television that's on, yeah. that's on screen yeah especially in the disney era i think that this because i i love i like i like the disney star wars movies but i i think it's going to be like daredevil was to the marvel movies i think that's what the mandalorian is going to be to uh to the star to the star wars movies did i just say what daredevil was to the star wars movies no you just said marvel okay movies. okay <laughs> making sure well, it's uh, such a good wait. format for telling like a whole story. You can tell so much more of a story in an eight episode series than you can in a movie. You know, in in a movie, you ha- you can tell you know a, only a certain amount of story, but the the potential for telling a story in in a longer series like that, especially with John Favreau doing it, I think it's just got a, an amazing amount of potential. I'm probably going to be let down because of how excited I am about it. I really hope not. I really hope that it's it's just as great as I think it is going to be. But I just it know, Bell well better be. It's like their <laughs> big yeah. thing that they're starting their streaming service with. It yeah. better be amazing. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be in the streaming service. Do we know yet if they're going to release all episodes at once or if it's going to be like an actual television series until it's done? Because <laughs> I know like Marvel does it. They release all they make a season. They release it all at once on, on Netflix. So do we know yet? How they're going to well, Netflix's format, but then you have Amazon releases the, their things. Amazon like comes out like once a week. Once a week, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The DC streaming service is releasing Titans weekly, so I'm hoping for a <laughs> weekly release. Really? Why? I'm hoping for a weekly release because one, these are going to be at least hour long episodes. They may actually be okay. longer. I have no problem, except that because we do this, 
And because I listen to so many other Star Wars podcasts and read and digest so much Star Wars every week that if it all releases at once, there's no way I'm avoiding spoilers. That's true. Okay. The other thing is, is the the other reason I think they're going to stretch it out is because I think they really want it to be good. And I guarantee they're going to give at least a 14 day free trial and, you know, of the new streaming service. And there's no way they're going to want everybody hopping in for the 14 day trials, binge watching what's going to be their biggest new release on the service and then then canceling. But I think I think a good format to go with is the the trend that YouTube is kind of YouTube Red has kind of gone with the Cobra Kai series, the Karate Kid series. You got the first two episodes, or maybe we actually release. got two episodes in a theatrical release, and then they were free on the service on YouTube, yeah. right? And then the, they have this. They have another show which I really enjoyed. Oh heck, we talked about it the other day, and now I'm forgetting the name of the darn show. Some impulse. Oh. Impulse. No, they released Impulse. We got the first four episodes of Impulse free on YouTube. You can log on to YouTube, search for Impulse. You get the first four episodes of the YouTube Red Series Impulse for free. And that's it. But because, like you said, from the aspect of being a podcaster, would I rather have a weekly release? Because then we can pace ourselves with it. And we're not <laughs> getting ahead of what of what our audience has had a chance to see yet. And we don't have to sit here and try to figure out, do we talk about two episodes at a time? We talk about the first three. What do we do? We can't talk about one episode and do it a week because by the time we get the last episode, everybody's seen the series and has already talked about it. And it's all, there's no excitement left to it. So from a podcaster's point of view, I get your point. But from a fan point of view, I want to binge watch the hell out of this thing. (laughs) No, I get that. I want them to release it on a Friday night. And I would be... I would be good with, even if they go to a weekly, I would be good with a two episode drop per week. I want an eight hour movie. You you made a good point about the the free trial. You made a good point about the free trial. So I think maybe the the, the YouTube model is a good way to go. And of course, of course, this isn't going to be the only Star Wars thing Disney is going to be dropping with the release of the streaming service. They've also got the final season of The Clone Wars. Oh, is that with is that when that's dropping? Is with the uh... well, we don't know exactly how close to the release of the streaming service these series are going to drop, but presumably pretty quick. And they're going to want to be done with these, however they pace them. They're going to do it in a way they're going to be done before before the end of the year, before episode nine drops. You mean they're going to be? Are you talking about uh, done just with the Mandalorian, or you mean all of the shows that they plan on, all of the Star Wars content? They're going to pay some out to be done before Episode Nine. Is that no, what you the meant? the well, the, their- the the Clone Wars series and the and the Mandalorian? I think, however they okay. it, whether it's a one a single drop or spaced out, I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to want to be done with all other Star Wars TV content. Before that movie comes wise. out, okay. no, no, okay. like aired. And see, and I, what we don't even do we we don't even have a release date for the streaming service yet. Though, we Andrew. don't. We just know it's early next fall. Yeah, next so, fall. Next fall or late summer. Wow, I, wow. I I just guessed it would be like spring, but okay. And it's still possible that it could be spring, but it seems like if it was going to be spring, we would be seeing some sort of advertising yeah. campaign by now. Well, because I mean, I, I, did, I didn't hear that anywhere. I just assumed 
because like why not but um Every, you're right probably we would have seen more everything that i've seen so far has indicated late summer early fall and i it might be the fact that they haven't named a date that they haven't put a date on this thing that means they're still working on something like there's there's something that's still hanging out there that's keeping them from making how much longer is the netflix contract with um with disney years okay so that's not what they're waiting on that service is going to go live without them even having access to the star wars stuff that netflix currently has the rights to some of the movies and stuff okay it's going to cost them the the numbers were astronomical it didn't even make sense for disney to buy those rights back and fox still owns the distribution on the original trilogy Fox owns right. DVD distribution, yeah. Uh, I, I think they own broadcast distribution too. I don't know what the deal they is may. because because you still you still see that you still get the original trilogy. Well, you get the Force Awakens also on TBS. They started throwing whenever they started throwing Force Awakens in their uh, little Star Wars marathons on TBS too. So I don't know because I had assumed if Disney had the distribution on those, you'd be seeing those on one of the ABC family of networks. So, and you, then you still get them on TBS, which that may be part of a right, of a they prior may, deal that hasn't expired yet, too. Though that also might be part of their non-compete with. They may have a non-compete on some of that with uh, mm-hmm. with Netflix because those the new movies are still on Netflix. Yes, yes, they are. There's also something different. The distribution deal is different for A New Hope than it is for Empire or Jedi because. We bought it on Vudu, and everything else that we own on what on one platform, we can play it, you know, through Amazon or through iTunes, but not a New Hope. We can play the, all the other Star Wars movies on all the different platforms. Why is this stuff so complicated? I just want to watch Star Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> So we were talking a little about whether we thought they would drop all the episodes at once or if they would be spaced out. And, of course, we all had different opinions because... That's just the way this works, but it's okay. there's another, there's another thing there that's kind of, there's been some rumblings about that this eight, they really, they've said eight, but then they kind of went back and there was some rumblings. It might be 10 episodes. So I'm all for sure. 10 episodes. I'm not real sure where it's going to fall, wherever it falls. It's going to be eight to 10 episodes. So is Whatever this daddy John wants, <laughs> is this, but here's the thing, or here's the question. Is this eight to 10 episode season? Is it its own thing? Is it a standalone story mm. and it goes start to finish? And then when they announce whatever is next, that it'll be a brand new character that these shows, instead of being season after season, oh, after season of the same character. Series, right. right. Do we going to be anthologies or will it be like a limited run? The Mandalorian, you know, mm-hmm. one and done. Right. Or... Like we might get introduced to new characters that get their own series mm. or mm. we might get introduced to new planets well, or, or new yes. things that, that tie in so that there are strings that kind of tie these stories together. But and I mean, I think this that. is, I think this is the best, fastest way to really begin expanding the galaxy mm-hmm. is to do eight episodes 
where you start a, a, this a character story and you end a character story and then you move to a different character. Now, if a character's really popular, maybe in a few years you come back and pick that character back up. Or maybe he shows up in somebody else's story. So what do y'all I think? Could, I mean, do y'all, wh- wh- what direction well, do you think they'll go with that? You're talking about the possibility of us laying groundwork in The Mandalorian for other series that may come after it. It doesn't right. necessarily have to be that. We've talked on this show before about the possibility, and Marisha gets excited about this, of an Obi-Wan Yay. series instead of a movie. Right. You know, are, are we just, are we going to take these characters we already know or something we already have some basis of knowledge for and have these eight to ten episode series is going forward? That's sure. that that to me is a is a valid question too. I mean, we don't we don't know what we're getting. I also saw someone post a question the other day. Maybe I shouldn't bring it up yet because it sounds like another topic, but is George Lucas going to have the opportunity to direct one of these episodes, especially if the rumor now is they might stretch it to 10? No. So that's two things to talk about. Um, Wasn't it was George Lucas visited set? Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. I think I saw that article. Yeah, George I Lucas think that's was on out set. of respect for George. That's out of respect for the creator of Star Wars to let him come hang out on set. And I'm sure everyone, I'm sure George was like, maybe we should, um, we should take that alien there and we should uh, put him here. And what if, what if the midichlorians? And then everyone was like, okay, okay, George. Okay, yeah, sure, pal. Okay, George. You know what? I'm writing it down, typing it in the notes on my phone. And then he left and then they just forgot everything he said. And once again, we sound, thanks, David. Once again, we sound like a bunch of George Lucas haters and we <laughs> promise we're not. But no, but still. I do like this idea that George is around and it's like every time George is around that eventually the conversation turns to midi-chlorians and everybody just like slowly backs away. Miles and nods. <laughs> the the midi-chlorian single-handedly destroyed the force. Here we go. I hate midi-chlorians. <laughs> Thanks, David. We wanted to bring that up. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for the idea of George being involved. I, you know, whether or not we see George direct an episode or not, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know that George has any interest in stepping into directing Star Wars at this point. If he did, he wouldn't have sold it. I think he's happy to show up on set, especially like on this one. Filoni's around it's really not a surprise that he showed up I mean him and Filoni have been have been close for a long time and you know and that that's one of the things Favreau's done right is surrounded himself with all the right people for sure on this whole project not that he needs them because he's John Favreau but oh here we go (laughs) but I mean if you're making a if you're making a never ending if you're making a tv show about Mandalorians especially Mm -hmm. you gotta bring in Dave Filoni Right, he because did a lot with Dave Filoni has written like 95% of yeah. all Mandalorian lore at this point. That is canon. And I really, like, I know Favreau's right. talked about how he had concepts for a Star Wars movie going way back to when he was in college. But I wonder how much of the decision to, because like David was saying, I suspect that they came to him and talked to him about doing Star Wars. And he said, this is what I want to do. And I wonder how much of the show, if the Mandalorian was an old concept, something he always liked, or if it's something that he got really into. I know he got really into the Mandalorian lore when he was playing a Mandalorian on the Clone Wars. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, he's um played uh, Prey Vizsla. Yeah, okay, I see here. Um Prey Vizsla was the uh Death Watch guy, right? Yeah, I mean he was kind of one of the big villains big that, villains that in that arc, yeah. Favreau has already been one of my favorite Star Wars characters and it was Rio, so Yeah. Yeah, he's, yes, he's played like, two Star Wars characters now and character. Rio Durant. Rio Durant was a great new character. Maybe the I don't know. I would say the best new yeah, character. And there were some really soon. good there were some really good characters added in solo. He was great though. We lost him too soon. Not we only is John Now we want a Rio series. Well, we, we lost we okay. lost several really good new characters way too soon <laughs> in, in that movie. The entire cast of Rogue One. The entire, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, know, I know they had to die. I know. It's it's beautiful in a Shakespearean kind of way. It's like, oh, look how elegant and oh, that's really sad. Couldn't we have like made them live? You know, I mean, Romeo and Juliet's yeah. not the same if, if everybody lives, but it would be happier. I, I like that they had the guts to kill everyone, and it, yeah. that's what that's what happened. And I like that they went through with it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we were talking about everybody the keeps saying that everybody keeps saying that. But honestly, killing them all off was the cleanest way to do it. It was the cleanest, simplest way to do it. And it fit perfectly into continuity. Right. Like, that's, what I'm, off, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Then it was there to explain why they went around. They didn't and have to be read, like they went to a farm planet for the rest of their lives or something. Yeah. If you've read the Star Wars comic book series, another character introduced in Rogue One who didn't die in Rogue One find out why he's not around either. And they mentioned Jen Erso and the Rogue One mission several times in our comic book series. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of give you some indication of, of the Rebel Alliance didn't just forget about them. Right. You just didn't happen to hear them talk about them in the movie. And mm-hmm. so that was that was pretty cool to see too. But it was the cleanest way to do it. Like, like David's saying, they had the guts to kill them off. Well, it was also the most obvious thing to do. Let's not overstate it. Well, but it and I also love that, movie. that is my favorite of the Disney Star Wars movies. It also lends a sense of reality to the story mm-hmm. because it's like yeah. war is tragic. Is People die. Everybody doesn't just come out at the end and all your favorite characters live. That's not how war works. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a great like war movie Biggs that was. I love the action Absolutely. in that movie. No, Biggs didn't live. He didn't. There's nothing mm-hmm. new in Star Wars for the heroes <laughs> to die. He had the greatest mustache in all of Star Wars history. Well, there you go. Where the heck did that come from? Did you just out of the blue? <laughs> Just come up with Vix Darklighter? I mean, you know Andrew's, like, everything, his email address and his screen name since he was, what, 15 have all been Darklighter. <laughs> Every time anyone finds a Biggs Darklighter figurine, they buy it for Andrew because he's the only Biggs Darklighter fan that they know. <laughs> Every other eight-year-old boy in the universe wanted to be Luke Skywalker. Andrew wanted to be Luke's doomed best friend. <laughs> best mustache in Star Wars history. Let's let's see. That's pretty good. That's the only mustache in Star, Star Wars, Wars history. history. That's that's not true. No. It's not Billy okay. D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. Billy D.'s mustache is on a whole nother level. <laughs> you can't even like that's not a normal mustache. 
Okay, like Lando sold Colt forty five, man. man. I do like looking at I do it right like Save Lando T shirts. By the way, that is genius. Yes, yes, that's pretty great. Have you seen the Save Lando T shirts, uh, David? Yes, I saw. Yeah. For save those of you who Lando. don't know, we're starting a Save Lando campaign because everyone knows he's dying in Episode Nine. <laughs> no. How long? No. no. Please no. Now, if you'd like to do your part to Save Lando, you can check out our T Public page at public slash user slash the science fictionary and we promise you zero percent of the proceeds actually go towards anything that will save lando calrissian <laughs> but we appreciate the thought we can make a statement mm-hmm. we can have a hashtag that's how you change the world these days right with hashtags we'll send, we'll send lucasfilm a letter look how many t-shirts we sold look at all the people who want to save, <laughs> save lando. lando it'll be like a it'll it'll be like a uh, like a petition yes that's just like a petition Buy a t-shirt, we'll put your name on the petition, and we will send it to Lucasfilm. I actually will do that, by the way. I will do that. Problem. Uh, I'm your only viewer, and I'm not going to listen to this episode because I'm on it. You're not the only viewer, by so, the way. We've had this I conversation know. before. I'm kidding. We, we, there, there's like 10 of y'all now. We appreciate it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my niece may be about half of those. She gets what I think. Yeah, she's not that many of them. <laughs> Oh, T Public is a sale sale right now. Yeah, thirty percent off sale on T Public right now. What are some things <laughs> that you'd like to see in the Mandalorian? Like, are there any characters that you would like to see show up, uh, whether from animated okay. series or from other movies? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're looking. They keep kind of moving the timeline around on us. I think right now we we think we're somewhere between three and five years after Return of the Jedi. Can we see John Favreau play a Jedi, please? John Favreau, I have yes. no doubt that John Favreau will will be cameo. in this. I think yeah. he makes a cameo. He probably cameos as, as an alien. Who wants to? But I mean, uh, who doesn't want to see John Favreau <gasps> like behind a bar yeah. in some CD cantina? Yeah, I got excited for a second, and then I remembered Rio's dead. Oh, oh, who's? Oh, yeah, because Solo was set before New Hope. No Rio. Maybe he could be Rio's brother, because that's not. Like the way overdone trope. Rio's brother Grande, or his cousin. We could we could do the, you know, um, we could do like a Gomer Pile goes away, you know, to the military, and we get Goober Pile. We did the same thing with Rio and his his cousin. I don't know how much of uh, Agents of Shield y'all have seen, but Pat not Oswald's character mm-hmm. uh, was murdered. Right, and it just came back. The Koenigs. Like, oh, I'm, I'm his brother. I'm his twin brother. Yeah, the the Koenigs. They keep coming yep. back. In the same episode, he, by the way. I think he died and then came back again. It's like, oh, I'm the other brother. Yeah, that was pretty that great. That's what we need to see. And he keeps dying grisly deaths too. Really grisly yeah. deaths. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe y'all. We even talk about this. I don't like that show. Well, there's a shot. So Daniel doesn't stopping. like something. Hey, the list of things I like is way longer than the ones I don't. I wouldn't do this. That's probably fair. <laughs> okay, we'll give you that. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, Robbie's not here, so I have to I have to make sure to. to... Oh, I, I just you know I want them to do stuff right. That's all. Just do <laughs> you know make these movies and shows the way I would make them, and we'd all be happy. We would all That's be happy because right. Yeah. I think just like, call me every time you get ready to make an X-Men movie. I'll tell you how to fix Dark Phoenix. For one thing, all you got to do is take Chris Claremont's scripts and John Byrne's storyboards and make a freaking movie. That's really all it takes. But they're not going to do that. Um, so. 
Dad, when we wrap up here, you want me to pull up my recording software and just let you let you go off? No, I'm good. <laughs> we can do a Dark Phoenix podcast. Hey, if he There's keeps if he keeps if he keeps of going off on these tangents, I can just piece all the tangents together, <laughs> and then we'll have two podcasts when we're done. <laughs> oh wow! Yes. I hope you actually don't cut all the tangents out, but this because it's kind of funny. But. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> like, so are there any characters other than seeing John Favreau show up as Rio Durant's older brother, Grande? Um, Grande, Grande Durant. Are there any other characters you'd like to see show up? I don't think so, to be honest with you. No, I don't. I, I want to see a um, all new stuff, an expanded universe far away from everything. I, I kind of want this to have nothing to do with anything going on. I want this to be, like I said earlier, I want this to be what Daredevil was to the Marvel movies. That's what I want the Mandalorian to be to the Star Wars movies is, is this thing that is that you reference the universe you're in, mm-hmm. but you it happens over here. And this is what this looks like. And this is this story. Mm-hmm. And nobody in the Star Wars movies gives a single crap about what's going on in the Mandalorian. Cause also I don't want to see a story. I don't want to see somebody save the galaxy again. That's exactly what I was thinking. I don't want to see a story about, about somebody. Let's who, keep it more who, personal. It doesn't have to be big and grandiose. Well, and I think and that's, the, I think that's what you're going to see in this one is a more personal perfect. story because I, you know, we don't even know. We know this guy's described as a lone gunman. He may or may not be a hero. All right. right. We talked before, this. but I, and I, and I'd still think, it would make it really interesting if he were exiled. You know, he he did something the Mandalorians don't really approve of, and maybe he's out there trying to make amends. Well, he's just uh, patrolling his uh, planet, and then um, Bilskin Bisk, the Bing Bin, uh, tries to take over, and he has to stop him. That's what happens the what in the Mandalorian. <laughs> Bilskin Bisk, the Bing Bin. You should definitely pitch that you're to, uh, to Lucasfilm. Are you actually confused, Dad? No, I'm not confused. I just can't <laughs> believe you said it. Marvel, I want the, I want Star Wars as Daredevil. <laughs> I just want to talk about Daredevil. Let's just be honest. That's just what uh, that's just what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I want new characters. I, I want you know some references to things that have happened. The Age of the Empire is ending, so I, I want some references to some things. And I I really wouldn't mind a Boba Fett name drop somewhere. Yeah. You know, if we get a little bit yep. of a clue as to what's happened to Boba Fett, but I don't need. Heroes of the Rebellion showing up. No. If anybody shows up, I hope it's going to be like random characters that only have names because they wanted to sell toys. You know, from a cantina oh, yeah. or, yeah. you know, some something yeah. that yeah. we kind of cross paths with. Not anybody with a story. Just somebody with a face that can kind of show up. You know, that's, that's what I would rather see. And I'm totally with David. Um kind of on, you know, on, on the daredevil wavelength. You know, he's not trying to save the whole world or the universe or the galaxy. He's only trying to save Hell's Kitchen. And I think that's what I would like to see in The Mandalorian. I would like to just see him doing what whatever it is he's there to do, just his little corner of the even one world instead and if, of... And if he fails, it doesn't really matter. Right. Right. The Death Star, there's no Death oh, Star. Oh, no, now wait a minute. Matter. Oh, Okay. It uh, personally, matters. It's, it's going to matter. To matter that, yeah, the there whole to be stakes, but yeah, it's not. What but I not meant. universe but, ending stakes. Yes, exactly. You know, no, we, we I, keep I, not universe. Ending. We keep bringing up Boba Fett. Let's make this clear. We keep bringing up Boba Fett, even though we know canon wise, at this point, supposedly he's not Mandalorian. This is supposed to be a show about Mandalorians. 
But we keep bringing that up because obviously with the armor, it still feels like there has to be some kind of Mandalorian connection to Boba Fett. And we would like for them to expand upon that further yes, and explain it. Exactly. That's what we want. Um, and I, like so I've said I, all along, I think the Jango Fett story in, in there by the, the Boba Fett story is a lot more interesting if that connection's there. As, yeah. to, as opposed we to, know, I we don't know what the connection is anymore because supposedly he's not Mandalorian. But won't you tell us what the connection is? How the hell did he get that armor? Because it's important. They we they talk at some length about Mandalorian armor in um, in Rebels. Sabine Sabine talks about it. You know, and it's not just a this thing that you know I just acquired. Or it's it it's it's a passed down. Um, you know, yeah, kind of like the uh, the Japanese. Yeah, they're like the Japanese katanas. They're mm-hmm. they're not they're not just issued this new armor when they're old enough to wear it. It's these these handed down for generations suits of armor. They're special. They have meaning. And mm-hmm. so the fact that he ha- he's wearing this armor is a big deal. Um, now we do know that yep. Django in in canon. Django is from the planet Conquered Dawn, which is an important planet in Mandalorian space. But the current canon connection is that he is not a Mandalorian. So, yeah, we we just want to see that little things drop to kind of start answering those questions. So just for the people listening who wonder why we keep bringing him up when we talk about this show, that's why. Because we're hoping at some point something about Mandalorians is going to explain this connection to us. Well, we, we also we keep answers. bringing him up because of uh, Favreau's synopsis that he originally posted for the show. His synopsis says after the time of Django and Boba, which leads me to believe this isn't Boba. So right, but it's but that they mentioned, but the fact that they mentioned Django Fett, you know, Django in the same and breath with right. Mandalorians, yeah. Yeah, it's, it says, after yeah. the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travels of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. Now, I think what we're meant to take away is kind of this idea of Jango and Boba as these lone gunfighters, not necessarily as Mandalorians. But... When you read it that way, you can't help but read into that, the the Mandalorian connection. That's always been there and always been mysterious. And in some ways, it's cool that it's mysterious, but... Because we can continue to argue about it, as long as there are no answers. As long as there's no answers, there's content for the podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe the show should just never come out. We can just keep talking (laughs) about it indefinitely. Yeah. Man, hashtag Mandalorian watch gets delayed and we just keep talking about when is it going to come. Yep. I like it. Now, the one thing that I will say that I would like to see, not specific characters, but I would like to see is more alien species from the original trilogy. I would like to see aliens like we saw in, particularly in A New Hope, which is where we saw the widest array of alien species. We saw also saw, saw a lot of aliens on Coruscant in uh, episode oh, two. We did. Oh, you think he'll stop by Dex's diner? Probably. <laughs> no, he's going to be a long way from Coruscant. Didn't you just read far away from the authority of the new Republic? Coruscant. That's true, but we actually don't know. What Maybe kind it's of, a change. Uh, rule. We don't know who's ruling Coruscant five years after. 
Return of the Jedi. True. Maybe Dex's Diner has become the McDonald's of the galaxy at this point. <laughs> That's Maybe he's like that. I think they should really explore that possibility, that plot point. But no, you were talking about Aliens and original trilogy. Something, this is actually something I want in episode nine, if we can jump to that. Lando's co-pilot in Return of the Jedi. Andrew, help me with the name. Lando's co-pilot? In Return of the Jedi. Uh, Nyan Numb. Yes. In the in one of the Poe Dameron issues, one of the last issues of Poe Dameron, uh, which takes place right after The Last Jedi, they're all the money in Falcon. Guess who sits down next to Chewbacca to co-pilot the Falcon? Nyan Numb? That would be correct. They give each other a little fist bump, and <laughs> as Leia says, you've got as much right to that seat as anybody. I would love to see him pilot the Falcon with Chewbacca in episode nine. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's going to happen because we've seen no pictures of him and hadn't been mentioned. But I mean, we did see him as a background character in last Jedi, if I remember right. So yes, I would love to see that. I don't know if anybody else has any thoughts on it, but I thought that was a really cool moment in the comic book. And I found myself hoping I get to see it in the movie. My biggest thing was I was really glad to know that he did in fact survive because I actually, the first time I watched The Last Jedi, I actually thought he died in the bridge explosion. Along with Admiral Ackbar. Yeah. Poor Admiral Ackbar. He deserved better. My only hang up on that happening in the movie is neither him nor Chewbacca speak standard. So if they're having a conversation, I guess they're going to have to subtitle it. Because <laughs> if you'll notice though, <laughs> Is you always say Chewbacca with Han, and you could figure out what Han, what Chewbacca was saying by Han's response. You always knew what Niamh Nub was saying by Lando's response. So if they're together, we're not going to be able to follow that conversation at all, <laughs> but I still think it'd be cool to see. We'll see. So. We can add that to our list of things to pitch to Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, when right, we send right. in the Save Lando petition, we'll put that on the list also. Perfect. That's our next, matter of fact, Andrew, next t-shirt, Niamh Nub is my co-pilot. <laughs> all right i'll get to work on that one we need okay. a we need a uh, grand t-shirt now to grand durant <laughs> that's what it was right that's his name grande, right? grande, grande, grande durant yeah. grande grande durant yeah rio's cooler older brother it's just rio but like with like some sunglasses on <laughs> mustache <laughs> yeah it needs big dark lighter mustache, mustache. not just any mustache yeah, a mustache to rival Big's Dark Lighter. Definitely. <laughs> well, like Big's Dark Lighter. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. it's Big's Dark Lighter, and then it's like um, the Forgotten Mustache or something like that. What? Or because <laughs> I think we need to remember his mustache. I think what Andrew was getting at is that he has the best mustache in Star Wars history and doesn't get recognition for it. He's the Forgotten Mustache. Right. Okay, so the fourth next T-shirt. Big's Dark Lighter still do it. Respect the stash. <laughs> okay. are, there, are there 45 lando shirts i'm sure there's got to be somewhere i'm at the oh, there, there has to be lando shirt <laughs> ah very cool i love how our t-shirt designs are getting more and more obscure <laughs> like i will buy the i am nub shirt i'm not lying like the leap from save Lanto to Nyan Nub as my co-pilot. I mean that that's a pretty that's a pretty big but leap actually, in obscurity. That would work. Hmm? That would work. Yep. Andrew's sitting there designing it right now. Anyway, go ahead. So speaking of the Millennium Falcon, since that's where we jumped, 
One thing that we haven't seen or heard about for The Mandalorian is we haven't heard anything about ships or a speeder. And it wouldn't really be Star Wars without a cool ship, would it? Definitely not. Must have a cool ship. Yeah. Apparently, I'm the only one with an opinion. Well, I mean, mean, yeah, you got to have a cool ship. Well, I was actually sitting there and thought, and I'm thinking, you know what? Uh, They did. They gave us one new ship at least in every Star Wars movie so far, right? And series. At least. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in for that. So, do you think the show, like, we've only seen the one setting. We hadn't heard about them shooting anywhere different. We know they're mostly shooting on soundstage. What are the odds that the whole series takes place on one planet? That would be 100%. great. 100%. You think so? I hope, that's what I, that's what I hope so. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Wow, that's confidence. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that, it's taking place, I think, on one planet. I don't know why I feel that way. Just I just had this image of it in my head, being the type of series like we've talked about mostly tonight. He's he's in his little corner of the galaxy, probably just on one world. He's just trying to worry about his little neighborhood. Planets are big places. Okay, yeah, yeah. the the Star Wars the the Star Wars movies have a habit of treating each individual planet, like a little neighborhood, you can just hop back and forth from, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Yeah, no, I, I, think I, I don't right. think there's anything wrong with setting this on one planet. And, and I think that's probably the intention. Well, cause you, I hear, just think it needs to have that, that, that feel to it. And honestly, I would kind even if he's not a one world kind of guy, I would like to interact some more with people who have just you know that just stay in their little neck of the woods because you kind of get that feel that some of the you know like people on Tatooine are that way maybe some of the people on Jakku you know they kind of just do their thing but you really don't see much of them Ray's been on Jakku her whole life but but you see her as she leaves so it'd be interesting to interact with some people and you see how I guess maybe the the rest of the galaxy lives that don't have the means to just hop on their very own starship and fly to another planet. Just from the early vibe, I, I fully expect, and I think I've said this before, that this show's very much uh, going to have a, a very uh, an old Western vibe to it. Just the vibe that I've gotten from it all together has been reminiscent of some of the old uh, Clint Eastwood movies. Yep. You know, Sergei the, Leone movies. Yeah, the, the nameless stranger that shows up and saves the village. I always thought it was funny. He was the man with no name and a fistful of dollars. They called him Joe. And mm-hmm. in good, bad, and other, they called him Blondie, but he had no name. But anyway, another tangent. David, you still there? You've gotten quiet. Hello. <laughs> He's tired. He's uh, been working all day. So is there yeah. anything like you, you, it's been a while since you've been on, you listened to the episodes. Has there been anything else right. we've discussed in the last few weeks? Let me think. That you I wanted think, to I'm chime sure, in on? I'm sure. I'm sure that there's somebody, I listened to it when I'm in my car. And I'm sure I've punched my roof many times because I wanted to say something. I'm like, "Come on, Dad, say it for me." Say anything you don't. What's what are some of the what are some of the things I missed out on? What's what? We had some casting news on episode nine. Um, Richard E. Grant and the woman from The Americans. That's old stuff there. Uh, Oh oh, wait, there was um the Hobbit got cast. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Dominic Monaghan. That's very yeah. That's very exciting. That's really cool. I like Lost a lot. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, and there was like we were wondering if it's going to be like an imperial officer, and uh, didn't Matt Smith get cast too? He did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, definitely an imperial officer, Matt Smith. I can see it. Um, he's a he's a tall boy, huh? 
so I can see that being a thing. Uh, Dominic, um, I imagine sort of like a funny looking fighter pilot. That's where I see him. Dominic could be Ray's mom. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh-huh. not, but I think at this point we're <laughs> obligated to to consider that every character that get every actor that's cast. In could Star Wars, could be Ray's mother. <laughs> anyway, I don't think anybody has liked your joke, love. <laughs> I, I I was entertained. I enjoyed. <laughs> Who's Ray's mom? That's episode that's nine. Ray's Ray's mom was a worthless junk trader. Episode you. nine is basically going to be the Jerry Springer show, <laughs> <laughs> where we just try to find out who's Ray's mother is. We know who's Ray's mother. Or Mor- was, it, was it Maury Povich that always, you know, did the, the uh, paternity the test? Results are in. <laughs> and you are not. <laughs> so that's somebody needs to do like a Saturday Night Live skit, you know, have Obi-Wan and Luke just all sit up there, you know, and the results <laughs> are in and you are not the father. And you are not the father. Yeah, that's that definitely needs to be a thing. But yeah, we, we've had some casting news. Um, we had Star Wars Resistance cartoon that has started. Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen anything on that. I think actually the last thing that I saw on that was like the picture. And I think I was actually on that show, on that episode when we talked about it. I'm not really sure what's going on in Star Wars. I'm just... There's I just really kinda, not a whole comes- lot going on this week. Or last week or the week before. Mandalorian, Mandalorian me, is the big thing right now. Honest, for me, honestly, I kind of just, the kind of Star Wars fan that I am, I just kind of sit until December. And then my dad texts me. He's like, hey, will you meet me at the mall in about an hour and we can watch Star Wars? And I'm like, yeah. That's kind of <laughs> how that's how, kinda how it goes for me. Because I'm not nearly as deep into, but with into the uh, animated shows, but with the Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars streaming, with the Disney streaming service, uh, I hopefully will really get more into that, all that stuff, all that, ex- all that um, extra content that's out there. Mm-hmm. There's just so much. You should it's watch Clone over- Wars. Clone Wars is on Netflix. Clone Wars is great. Okay. okay. It's it's yep. almost over overwhelming. Like it's like so. I feel like there's so much for me to do that mm-hmm. I kind of just don't. It's kind of like where do I start? Should I start with Clone Wars? Yeah, start with Clone Wars. Start if Clone you're gonna watch any of the the other stuff other than the movies then start with clone wars and it's clone wars is kind of long and there's some really boring episodes i mean there's a, there are some filler episodes that are very kitty but you can find if you don't want to watch all the way through there's some really good lists where it lists out the important arcs and relevant okay. episodes and really that's kind of my my favorite way to watch it or to go back and check out certain arcs cuz there's some of some of the best lore in all of Star Wars, in is Wars. in the Clone Wars. The movie isn't great, but you should probably watch it so you can get the information. But don't judge the whole series by the movie. Okay. Well, the movie got a, the movie mostly got a bad rap. You if they don't had just the movie. if they had just put that movie on TV, nobody would have ever flinched. But it was the fact that they made a big deal out of it and did a theatrical release, and it was what it was not worthy of being a Star Wars theatrical movie. release. He's not talking about Attack of the Clones, David. He's talking about there was actually Clone Wars animated movies in theaters. Okay. Yeah, they did a they opened the Clone Wars. But everything he says fits for Attack of the Clones too, by the way, because that movie's terrible. (laughs) But the pretty costumes, Daniel. You forgot about the pretty costumes. And the speeder, I like the speeder too. Although, you know, um, 
as for for comparison that we were watching the kids and I were watching Clone Wars one day, and Andrew came in. He's like, "Oh, I don't remember. Where, where what point in Attack of the Clones does that space battle happen?" And it wasn't. It was the animated show. It wasn't the uh, it wasn't the movie. So it shows you how far digital's come in the past fifteen uh, years that you could yeah. mistake. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like in Rebels and the later year, the later era Clone Wars, the I mean, the space battles were in the in the prequel trilogy were all digital animation anyway, and so mm-hmm. the space battles in the animated shows actually are really similar. You know, at least when you're not looking at stuff up close, it, it all looks just like the movies did. Does anybody have anything else they wanted to discuss before we before we bail out of here for the night? The Star Wars Adventures. Tales from Vader's Castle series wrapped up with the last couple of issues on it. Yeah, I've uh, got to find somewhere to get my hands on those because I really wanted to read those. Can you not get them on Marvel Unlimited? Oh, they're not Marvel. Yeah, they're IDW. But we had uh, issue four and five. So issue four is Night of the Gorax. And uh, this one actually takes place on the forest moon of Indoors. We got Ewoks. Robbie Ooh, would the love Gor- this. The Gorax. That's the... Uh... Mm-hmm. The big monster from the Ewok movie from Caravan of Courage. Caravan of Courage. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So uh, this actually uh, written by Kevin Scott again. He's written the entire series uh, and, illust- and illustrated by Derek Charm, who has illustrated the main story through all, all these books, but also the, the artist on the background story to this, on the flashback story, as I've been calling him, is Robert Hack. So he drew the Ewok uh, story in that takes place in this issue, and I loved this art. The art in the first three issues all feels like it belongs in an animated series of some kind. Mm -hmm. Robert Hack is an artist who has worked for Archie Comics, which when you first hear Archie, you think cartoony, the old Archie comic books. Mm -hmm. Archie's not that way anymore. If you've seen the show Riverdale, that show mm-hmm. is based on a reboot of the Archie comics that Mark Wade did. Robert Haxton worked for that. He did work for the uh, the new Sabrina, the Teenage Witch series, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, mm-hmm. which is now a Netflix series. Yes. You so, look so. him up. You see his art style feels kind of pulpy. It really fits this Ewok story. Hmm. And I really enjoy the art in this. Robert, Robert Hack, if you've never heard him or seen his work, you should definitely look him up. But the uh, some children come up missing from the Ewok village. And a small group of young Ewoks go to investigate that. And, of course, you can tell by the titles. It's already discussed. It involves the Gorax. So mm. this this was my favorite individual issue of the series, was this issue four. That Ewok story was my favorite one. Um, and, of course, they have all have been geared towards kind of a younger audience. But of all of them, this one was my favorite. And then we had uh, issue number five is actually made me sort of enjoy the series as a whole a little better because all the stories that we've told throughout this series all kind of come together to, to have more meaning in this one issue. As we've already talked about, geared towards kind of a younger audience. And we talked about, when we talked about Resistance last week, we talked about how, you know, they, they kind of give a moral to the story. Like you want with media geared towards younger people. So this issue ends with giving a good moral to the story. And each individual story we've been told throughout, you get to see the impact that story has on one of these particular characters. 
So it, it made me really enjoy the story more. And there really is no big flashback story in this issue like we had in the other ones uh, because Vader is in the castle. So there's your horror villain right there, right? It, it, I, I, I enjoyed how it tied all together. And that one is, again, you know, Kevin Scott on the writing wrote the whole series. Like I said, Derek Charm again. And Charles Paul Wilson III did some of the pages on this. These have been, these last two issues are the best ones of the series. Uh, that last one really helps you. Like I said, it made me enjoy the entire, appreciate the entire series, but it was a little better. And I really like the Ewok story in number four. So people should definitely pick those up. One other, I don't know, when does the, they were doing the, the big maxi series, the, um, that's supposed to be that's coming December. out. Has that started yet? No, that is, that is December. December. Okay. I'm, I'm waiting on that too. Like we said, Greg, Greg Pock is writing the one about the rebel era. Is that's that, the one are I they read. doing rebel era first or no, they are doing age of Republic. Oh, Andrew, hang on. I think they're doing age of Republic first. I think they're doing them chronologically. They are. I just couldn't remember the name of the first one. So yes, age of Republic, age of rebellion and age of resistance. Those were the three. So they're, they're doing the, uh, Age of Republic is going to come first. Okay. All right. Well, is that all you had for comic book? That's it. I'm a, the, the next episode, we're going to probably get into Dr. Afra, which is a character I've talked about, but not a book I've been reviewing regularly. That's a character that I really enjoyed when she was in the Darth Vader series for a while. Her, her series has been pretty good also. Probably next episode, we're going to uh, delve into her a little bit. Poe Dameron ending and some other things going on. I feel like we have some time probably to delve into Dr. Afro. So we'll try to do that next week. Okay. Sounds good. Um, at work today, a guy came in and applied and his name was Maximus and he had super long hair and he was wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt. And I really hope he gets the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right, everybody on that note, <laughs> the true story y'all next week. That'll do it for us today. Before we go, uh, Marisha, where people can find you on the internet? You can find me at princessesandpadawans.com, also on Instagram at princessesandpadawans, and occasionally Twitter, but not usually. And Andrew? Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at darklighter580, or you can find me at thesciencefictionary.com. And David, you got anything going on you need people to know about? You can just find me at my YouTube channel, David Peoples TV. I reached 100 subscribers, so I get a custom URL link. I'm so excited. Congratulations. <laughs> YouTube.com slash David Peoples TV. All right. And I am Daniel Peoples. You can find me on Twitter at Dan C. Peeps. As always, visit us on sciencefictionary.com and follow us on Twitter at sci underscore fictionary. Until next week, may the force be with you. 